Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Two Thumbs Up Podcast. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day today. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Ducky the Gamer, and we are bringing you guys all of the biggest news in mobile gaming. It's been a minute since we've had an episode, but there is a lot to cover with everything that's happening across a lot of different platforms. So we're going to hop right into things. Obviously, Ooh, yeah. the biggest topic that's being talked about, from what I've seen anyway, uh, this is obviously just in the, the mobile Twitterverse, so that's like... Probably in the grand Pretty scheme small. of things, not that big, but for us, it seems big. Farlight Mobile is uh, a little bit, it, it's on the rise right now. Dougie, I know that you've been playing it. Uh, what has been come up. your experience with it so far? Um, It's good. Like, I think, I feel like games recently, either they just set the bars super high, like they set everyone's expectations, you know, at the moon, and then when it comes short, people just think the game, like the launch of the game failed. We're like, no, they just thought the game was going to be the best mobile game ever. Uh, but I feel like Farlight, it just kind of came out of nowhere. A lot of people, myself included, had never played the game before the global launch. And so I had no expectations. Like that's how I want to experience mobile games is having never played them before. And then just, this is the global launch. This is what they have to offer. Uh, and what they have to offer is pretty good. Like it's a solid gameplay experience. It seems like can, it can run great or at least run well on most, if not all devices. Uh, I have experienced literally like zero frame drops across like eight hours of gameplay. And that's on max graphics, max FPS, which is only 60 FPS, but still Apex Mobile couldn't even really do that at times, hit 60 FPS. Um, it's just a good game. Like that's, that's at the end of the day, it's a good game. It has aspects from a lot of popular shooters, Apex, I feel like Fortnite's thrown in there, PUBG. Um, there's there's a lot of different be- elements from a lot of popular shooters and BRs over the last few years, and it seems to be going together really nice. Um, so that's I, I like it, but at the same time, I don't want to sit here and say it's the best game I've ever played because it it's not. Yeah, it it's definitely not like blowing every other mobile game out of the water. I think part of it is number one, it's something new. Number two, it has mechanics that we've never had in a mobile game before. Like we've never had a, a mobile title with with jetpack movement i think that really enhances the i guess the play style of the game overall just because there's so many mobile shooters that are like very campy uh yeah i think because of how much the mobile community loves tpp it's very difficult for a tpp shooter to not be campy like tpp just naturally gives advantages to people that sit behind walls but that's not really the case with farlight because there's like classes that you can use to counter it you have the jetpacks that allow you to, to outplay people and get into good positions and you also have the fact that everything's level up the more that you use it in the game. So it doesn't even like benefit you to camp because you're yeah. going to end up with like worse equipment and you're going to get obliterated by the people that have been taking gunfights all game. So this is a this is a game that I had high expectations for. I talked about it in a past podcast. And uh I, I feel like it hadn't gotten a whole lot of credit. I will say there there's, there's been think, some what? I was gonna say, I remember we were talking about I was like, dude, you gotta play this game. And you were like, bro, we've already talked about this before. And I had no oh no 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 i do it's because it was like an india only ios weird band i was like brother oh yeah. i already have like an australian account a mexico account i'm not making an indian like ios account. Like, i'm not doing this dance anymore so i was like i'm waiting for the game to come out and i'm glad i did but yeah i, I just want to say i got to give you props because you were talking about it and i just like didn't care uh ratio to you so sorry about that <laughs> It's all good. I mean, yeah, I'm glad that people are starting to see what it has. And I think a big reason, like, obviously, I enjoyed the gameplay of it, but also the fact that even before they were globally launched, they already had, like, an in-game esports system, which is really cool, and hosting not even, like, major tournaments, but at least, like, daily cash cup type things in every single region is really cool and not something that we've seen. Like, we've never seen a mobile title launch with that much esports focus before. So that was something that's a really good sign to me. And I think uh, is going to be their greatest marketing effort because their uh, marketing is one of the things that has been most in question, obviously. Prior to launch, <laughs> they had some <laughs> uh, some interesting <laughs> posts, including characters from their game that weren't wearing a lot of clothing. I think it happened no. on multiple occasions. Yep. I, yeah. So, I think I think one one was was worse than the other, and I remember I think there's one that people were like, "Ooh, this is kind of weird," and they like did it again, and I was like, "Okay, this is just bad. Like, yeah. this is not representing a game well. Like, this is like if a fan of a game did this, yeah, but like it's a weird fan. Like, uh-huh. you don't want to see this on your timeline. This is something like, oh, like the official game. Hey, this like so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Marketing aside, like I I will say I feel like it's better to have a game." 
rise up in popularity because of word of mouth and because oh i like the amount of times people have asked me are you sponsored to play this game i'm like dude no it's just a game like it's a good game mobile hasn't have a, uh, had a lot of good games mm -hmm. in the last year or so to recommend or it's like apex mobile that only runs really great on top-end devices or games that you have to have a workaround to play and this is just a game go to the app store download it in two seconds it's a small file size and so it's really easy to recommend people to try if you don't like it cool then you can just go ahead delete it i don't know going your day but a lot of, the amount of people come to my chance like i play this game because you recommended it and it's fun mm -hmm. like that's really cool to see yeah and so their marketing is non-existent at the moment i don't think they've had any sponsor creators they've done nothing but also they're not doing what apex did where they paid mr beast where they paid every creator under the sun to make sponsored content where that worked at the start but they had nothing to back it up so i would rather maybe if they know because there's a lot of things missing from the game there's no controller support uh the sensitivity settings are very very like 2020 2019 like they're very out of date mm -hmm. a lot of the settings and options aren't up to date with what you would consider like a standard mobile shooter nowadays so maybe they're waiting to implement some of those features but it's also like bro you had two years to add controller support where's the yeah huh? yeah like they were having controller support in fortnite in like 2018 on mobile like that was one of the first games to do it uh so it's questionable and like the game launched and it's good but there's also a lot of things like bare essentials that i think are missing so maybe they're waiting for that to make a marketing push maybe work with creators or just you know actually spend some money on advertising on the game um uh, but it's it's good so far yeah it is surprising that they had that much time and then decided to global launch like you would think you would want the global launch to be where you have all those features that you plan on adding so it is yep. unusual obviously with the global launch they also had a steam version of the game uh which is something... oh my god have you played this i have, have not. you played the steam version i have not oh my yeah you, you sorry i'll steam charts farlight oh 84 i know i know the numbers have been on the rise i've heard that it is really? not great uh yeah i mean it's been like increasing in players day over day uh up to like 3800 concurrent players a couple days ago so that's not bad overall i like, mean okay so i played yesterday because i was curious because i was like one the graphics on mobile like are good it's, mm -hmm. it's surprising how good those graphics are and how well they run for a brand new mobile game but the gameplay that i've seen on pc it looked like they were just the mobile graphics like whenever you compare cod mobile to, to cod model for two the graphics are night and day you can obviously tell which one's the mobile game same thing with fortnite you could tell max graphics which one's the the mobile which one's the pc it's pretty similar and i was like okay this is pretty interesting like max graphics on both and then in the settings menu it's the same settings menu for if you want to change your fps on pc it's low medium and like max fps there's no slider there's no number you can't like say i want to put my frames at 200 you just say max fps same thing with graphics there's no anti-aliasing there's no like a breakdown of what graphics you know your render distance your effects you can't change the quality of certain things it's just low medium high ultra graphics and then on top of that you can't change the key binds on pc okay so everything you said before I, I sounds like pretty standard for mobile ported to pc but not being able to change key binds is definitely a no yeah but wait so and that's what i was realizing i was like wait this game was made for mobile but they just happened to release it on pc i've never played a game like that i've only played but, games homie, you literally played rules of survival okay bro but that was like five i mean like recent games like that was like four years ago you know <laughs> but, what i mean the rules... The rules of survival is like the best point of reference for this game okay okay I, grant fair but i also just didn't have a lot of experience with it all right so but like any other game i've ever played has been pc to mobile but this is probably the first ever, okay, in, in recent memory, mobile to PC game that I've ever played. And it is shocking the lack of effort that is on the PC side of things, considering that's really where this game could shine. Like, you have a lot of people asking me, like, can you, you play this game this with controller? You think this could shine more on PC than on mobile? La, 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 wait, wait, I was, I was getting there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you did, that's what you just said, though. I said, no, no, no. I said, that's one of the aspects that could shine is the cross-platform nature of the game not not the pc version will not be the main focal point of the game i don't okay. think ever okay but i meant to say uh that the cross-platformness of the game is where it could add a, like a selling point of i don't know there's just not a lot of cross-platform i don't think there's any cross-platform unless well no combo was emulator the emulator 
Yeah, I don't think there's any cross-platform mobile versus PC games out there nowadays. Yeah. And so if if they do some adjustments and optimize the PC version of the game and more PC-focused creators are playing it, we could then get that brawl of mobile versus PC skill that we had back in Fortnite and that we've never seen again. And that could lead to some really interesting clips, really interesting tournaments. Uh, because it's already built in. You can, if I, have, I had a Steam player in my game yesterday, and so we were cross-platforming him with those lobbies. Uh, I think they're a bit more bot-filled because I don't think there's as many people on Steam as yeah. there is on mobile. Yep. Um, but I think that's a, it's a big potential, but it doesn't seem like they're really trying to capitalize on it. They're like, eh, you know, take an extra day or two to port it over to PC. Let's just do it, get it out of the way, and then just leave it be. Where I feel like that could be like a place where, you know, a big feature of this game could be is just the cross-platform uh, nature. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it does have a lot of potential. Um, I think that's part of the reason that it's been getting like increases in viewership as well. And that was a that was a big thing for Rules of Survival. Like Noah was by far the biggest Rules of Survival content creator, and he played the game exclusively on PC. So obviously, I think mobile players have improved significantly since Rules of Survival came out. <laughs> but at the same time, like there is that potential that a PC content creator starts to blow up as a result and pulls over people from that side of things as well. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and we've definitely seen the viewership rise, like taking a look at the uh, at the, the trends charts and everything else. Right now, it's surpassing the popularity of Arena Breakout, and it's coming up on there for, for the popularity of Warzone Mobile, at least in regards to YouTube searches. It's been interesting to see the the takes on it on Twitter. Um, and right now, Warzone Mobile <laughs> definitely definitely above as far as web searches, but the YouTube searches between Warzone Mobile and Farlight are pretty much hand-in-hand hand right now, uh, like right next to each other on the charts, especially if you look at the, uh, the past seven days. So it's going to be interesting to see how things continue to scale, but overall, I think it's got potential. I think they fixed some of those major issues. Um, at least for the time being, like Warzone Mobile continues to get pushed back. And obviously people say, oh, Warzone Mobile is not in global launch. This isn't global launch. Yeah, but Warzone Mobile is probably at this point spent like millions of dollars in marketing. <laughs> Easy, bro, it, they probably spent a million dollars on getting a harder creators out to a different country and host yeah, that event. Like Exactly. Like you talk about, and, and you even you look at like the overall, how, how long ago was that? That was, that was November. That was six months ago. Yeah, so November was was when it it peaked in popularity, and obviously Farlight is only at like eighteen percent of what it was in November. But at the same time, for that to happen with zero marketing, and especially you're going up against a title that has like as much brand recognition as Warzone Mobile, uh, that's yeah. a huge W for Farlight, especially given what they've been able to do uh, without spending any additional money so far. I do think they need to just hire a new social media <laughs> marketing team altogether. Um, <laughs> Dude, I think it's Zach. I'm it's not, not trolling. Zach. It's not Zach. No, no, no. I know it's I know it's not him, but I know he I'm has sure input on it. He I think he has a lot more input than he would want people to believe, which is not a bad thing because yeah. they, they need help. But it was like I think he tweeted something like, um, like hopefully you guys have noticed a change in the social media. Yeah. Like something that like pretty much kind of helping Taylor, which is good because they needed the help, but like it seems in their Discord is like heavily ran by like i think there's literally like four employees online right now of the entire company Ooh. in the discord and the rest like the only people i've contacted had, had contact with like um have all been creators like the creators have helped me do this the creators have helped me like relay and it's like did, i don't i don't something seems off about this it's like it's almost as they've dropped the game they're like ah Hey, you guys have fun, man. Like, yeah. hey, like, you, you know, you just you, you stay safe, you know, make sure you it's almost like you're sending a kid off to school. Like, I don't know. I'll see, I'll see you guys later kind of mm -hmm. thing. It doesn't it doesn't feel like they're trying to, like, nurture yeah. uh, a popular game. It just like they released it and they're like, hey, like, good job, team. The game's out. And this seems, seems like they gave like gave up. Like, this is where you should be putting the pedal to the metal, like spending the money, if anything. But I don't know. What I know about a game launch, I don't know. Yeah, the the thing is, originally I was under the assumption just because of like that how the game social media is run, um, everything that was happening around the game. I was under the assumption that it was like a small indie developer. I didn't realize that it was run and developed by a five billion dollar corporation. So like, who's that, that? Who's that? Lilith. So they oh, made uh, Warpath. Games, yeah. Dislight, I think, is like a. I think it's considered Rise of Kingdoms 
is the the popular one. I think that's actually one that has like a lot of cringe ads as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> given no! that, given given that, it kind of makes a little more sense. I I wish they would just hire like a completely different marketing team because. Yeah. Once again, this is a game with a lot of potential, and I think if you build a proper community around it, you can make something happen. But I, I think if you give it that reputation of corny mobile game ads, um, I think that can it, be an instant turnoff to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, especially it does have a lot of it's taken a lot of inspiration from other games like Apex. It has just hero selection screen, the heroes with all the abilities, um, and the kill feed is very PUBG esque. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, so a lot, like, it's already kind of battling against a stigma of this game might just be a copycat of other games. And so they really need, where they, they need to excel in the areas they can, which is marketing and social media management and, like, giving the rest of their game a good presence and, like, a new game feel, not yeah. a reskin. Or the amount of people who said, bro, this looks exactly like Creative Destruction. Like, a lot, a lot of people come in and I say, like, this that. looks exactly like blank. This feels like blank, which isn't a bad thing. But then you need to mold its identity. Once you have those people on your game, you need to let them feel like it's something unique. And right now, it just, it doesn't feel like it's doing that like outside of the game. Yeah. Like it just, it, it feels, it feels like a class project, if anything. Like yeah, it doesn't, that. doesn't feel very serious in, in nature. But I know they are serious because like, they're obviously making a lot of improvements, working with creators, like trying to foster something. But I think time will tell. Time will tell is, is uh, it's been a good saying for the last few years of mobile. Like you'll just, you know, it's the best way to figure out something's gonna last or not. So I don't know. I have hopes for. I have. I hope it does well, but I don't have expectations because I don't want to think it's gonna be the next big game. And then they don't have, you know, their seasons right now are like three months long. Oh. So yeah, listen, the next. Listen, listen. It can't be worse than Apex Mobile. I can't. It can't. I mean. Oh, well, there is, okay, there is one thing in the game. I don't know if you're accustomed to this, but limited time cosmetics that you buy. Oh, that's weird. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, so in there, I will say, for one of their draws, it's like nine or 12 items, you get everything, a skin, weapon skins, avatar frames for like 20 bucks. So that's a lot cheaper than COD Mobile. Yeah. But there it's are other draws. Time? No, no, no. So okay. that, that is a draw where an example of everything is permanent. But there's another draw where it's 50 cents per like spin or per, you know, it's like a, they call it a lottery, like 50 cents per whatever. So you can do 10 of those for five bucks. So it's like, all right, you know, I get 10 cosmetics for $5. That's a pretty good deal. It's a really good deal as far as mobile games go. I did one the other day. Seven of the things I got were 24 hour limited time cosmetics. The other three were permanent. So I basically paid uh, five bucks for three cosmetics when it was really advertised as 10 because seven of those aren't going to exist anymore. And I was like, dude, what is? I was on stream. I was like, what's happening? People were like, oh, this is in PUBG. And I was like, oh, great. That doesn't mean you have to copy it. Like, <laughs> this is a terrible, this, like, I get it. You want people Ducky, to- have you seen, there, there no. is, there is no, there's no other mobile game where you can buy a single item for $5, let alone three items for $5 yeah. and seven temporaries. I don't like, know. I, I just I'm think- I'm not a huge fan of temporaries, but also like, with the, like, me personally, the amount of stuff that I have in COD Mobile, especially as a content creator, most of the time, I get a skin, I make a video on it, and then I use it, like, maybe one or two more times ever. Like, yeah, that's fair. Me, me personally, I would rather have that than having to spend, like, $120 for it guaranteed. Well, it's weird because some of the items are also, or, like, it could be a skin item that, like, they have a, a limited time and a permanent in the same crate. So if you're hunting for this one item, I just would feel terrible if I was paid, you know, 100 bucks to try to hunt and get the skin that I wanted, and then I finally get it, and it's limited time. Like, I don't even get to keep the skin that I wanted from the whole draw, and I don't know. It's, it's just, it's something that I've never experienced before. I know mobile games are, you know, I know Apex's monetization was horrendous, and this one is light years better in a lot of ways. It's just this one aspect that I am new to, but I guess, I guess when you put it like that, it's still, I mean, compared to other mobile games, it's great, but I mean I the, that's a that's a low. I mean, as long you, as they like state in the draw that it's limited time. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you're no, not. I don't have an issue with it. I just feel like it's a low bar to be like it's better than other games because yeah, like but COD Mobile. Is I mean, just I feel a, like that's all, I feel like that's all we're going for in mobile right now. Like <laughs> we just want somebody to be better than what we already have. So I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. that's just me being around mobile for too long. But 
No, think, you're right. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so we'll see what happens to the game. I'm 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 excited. Um but something else that's new this year is the Mobies or the Mobile Oh, is that stand for anything? I think it's just the Mobile Awards. Okay, it, if you guys ever heard of the Esports Awards, it's basically once a year um, they give out awards for like the best pro player, the best pro team, the best creator agency, the best like, you know videographer, like whatever. And you know that's cool and all, but mobile players were like historically never featured in that, or mobile creators or teams were never a part of it. So I think it was Mobile Matt and who else? Do you know who else was a part of the team? Uh, like a part like of the, the award show? I know Mobile no, Matt. The, like... the creation team was, was that his idea to make it? Uh, I believe so. Okay, so there's a person Mobile Matt. He's been in the mobile community for years. Uh, you guys might have heard of him. He does a lot of behind-the-scenes thing. He wanted to make an eSports awards, but it's for mobile. Uh, and it's called the Bobies, the Mobile Awards. And they just, last week, I believe, came out with the nominees for all the categories. And yep. here, let me... Do I'll, you have uh, those pulled up? Yeah, I'll send you... Let's see, this is... I, I already voted, actually, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm doing my deed. Oh, I don't think I actually have yet. So that's Mobile Game of the Year. I think that's one that we can definitely talk about. Mobile yeah. competitive game of the year is one that I saw like some uh, maybe some backlash on because COD Mobile wasn't in there. But I think the objective of the competitive game of the year is to, like highlight the game with the best competitive scene. And as somebody yeah. who is incredibly involved in the COD Mobile competitive scene, <laughs> especially over the past year, it was definitely not one of the best ones. Now that being said, they've no. made some big improvements and they have like a lot of things coming for 2023. So may maybe 2024. Maybe it'll be in that conversation, but I think, uh, I, think I mean, it had like, mobile esports tournament of the year. COD Mobile was nominated for that. Well, um, that was so that was just for stage five, uh, yeah, rather than oh, the, the oh, other ones okay. are like looking at the entire year's worth. So, like, stage five was solid, but for the rest of the year, you had nothing for COD Mobile. Yeah, I will say mobile app of the year is an interesting category because it's Aim Labs Mobile, which is an aim training software. You have Discord, which is a communication platform, TikTok, which is social media, Twitter, which is social media, Xbox Game Pass, which I don't know what that does on I mobile. I don't, I, I don't even know what that does. <laughs> I know there's, there's, oh wait, more info. What does this do? Nothing. It is not even, there's nothing info on it. But I know you can cloud game on Xbox, but it's not, that's not the app. It's like Xbox.com and you just sign into your Xbox account. And you can like cloud games some certain games and then YouTube, like that's just the most random category because it's not like mobile social media of the year, but it's like Aim Labs doesn't belong there. Xbox is like, I don't. Wait, why doesn't Aim Lab belong there? Well, it just, it's like you have four social medias and then like a game platform and then an Aim Trainer. Like, yeah, I feel like, like I an Aim Trainer is an app because no, it's not like a game. No, I know. I know. Like it, it definitely fits the criteria, but just it's when I compare it to the other apps up there, it's like. That's out of place. Yeah, like, I, I think they're all just kind of. Yeah, but then again, it's TikTok, a, it's mobile odd, app of the year. It's an odd category anyway, because like what else would yeah. you even put in there? I think Discord is the only one that makes sense to even vote for, to be honest. Like, yeah, because I. That's the app of gamers, you know? Yeah. Um, and then another thing is coverage platform of the year. I hadn't heard of. There's six things on the list. I'll just list them out. AFK Gaming, Gaming on Phone, Liquipedia, One Esports, Pocket Gamer, and Pocket Tactics. I research a lot of things for videos sometimes, a lot of articles, a lot of documents to make sure I'm citing the correct res uh, you know, resources. I have never heard of five of these websites. The only one I've heard of is Liquipedia, and that's because they just are like a, a, they're like a Wikipedia, but yeah. for gaming. They usually have teams, they have esports, they have players. It's a really good database to go and just get data on specific things, but I haven't heard of, have you heard of the other five? Uh, I've heard of them. I did like an interview with one esports, so I they're the one okay. that I'm like most familiar with. But most of the rest of them, I don't really. There's not like a lot of great coverage platforms for mobile in general. So maybe no. maybe this will like highlight some. But also, people just don't really like reading. <laughs> so <laughs> or I mean, but also, are these mobile specific platforms? Yeah, well, like mobile Wikipedia focus? Okay. isn't, but they have like a mobile focus yeah. division. Okay, well, because I was going to say, like, you can argue that a lot of big mobile news just gets covered by all the outlets. Yeah. So, like, it, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough mobile news in general to have, like, a, I wouldn't think that, at least from the outside, but, um, do you want to talk about creator of the year? 
Yeah, Creator of the Year was definitely interesting. I think there's a lot of names on there that were that were definitely expected, definitely well deserved. I felt like when Sanity most definitely got snubbed. Um, if I if I was to pick one, and for those of you who don't know, the the nominees were obviously Ferg, uh, COD Mobile primarily, Jonathan Gaming. I think is PUBG. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's PUBG. Okay, so he's like a really big PUBG guy, very active. Judo Sloth, I think, also is very deserving of being on there. Uh, he was he, he was definitely one of one of my top picks. Uh, he has been absolutely huge in Clash of Clans uh, and kind of reviving the content scene for that. He gets like at least a million views a video, so he has been absolutely dominating the the Clash of Clans scene. Lavino, obviously a massive PUBG guy. Mortal was the one that was in there that was like, guys, like I understand that Mortal did big things, big numbers for PUBG back in the day. I don't think Mortal has posted a mobile piece of content in the last <laughs> six months. Uh, he like had a little, he had a little Last of Us phase. He had a GTA phase. He 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 like hasn't touched PUBG Mobile. He hasn't touched anything mobile related unless it's like a paid like, uh, like sponsored thing for a for a phone or whatever. So that's the one in there. I'm like, yeah, there. Win Sanity should have had that spot in my opinion. But Panda obviously also huge in. Uh, PUBG Mobile and then Radio Tivo, I believe, is uh, a big Free Fire guy. Maybe more on the esports side of things. I haven't watched a whole lot of his stuff, but overall, I think it was solid. I just felt like Win Sanity got snow big time. Yeah, I mean, and maybe I think Judo would be my number one pick. I, yeah, I feel like I Consecrator of the Year is it should mean like whose content that year was the most transformative for their genre. Yeah. And and I feel like not who pulls the most views because then some games are less popular and yeah. so by nature it's impossible to like let's say beat a panda where you know they pull like fifty wait how many views they used to pull like bro he so used to do like five mil a video I don't think that that's he does what I'm anymore, saying but... like he used to pull crazy um, yeah, he yeah, doesn't well, post as much anymore and it's like five hundred k to a million but it's still big numbers. Yeah, but and then again, I think a lot of mobile creators, I mean myself included, have entered this like. At least I, I kind of planned to enter the beginning of this year as kind of like just a, like a, a steady state where yeah. like I'm not trying to improve my content, but I don't want it to get worse. I just want to like make, I just want to get something out there that I think is good. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of creators have done that uh, besides the fact of Judo, where I think he has been pushing his content. The quality of his content has been fantastic. Yep. The variety of his content, he is informative, he's educational, he's entertaining. And it might be Clash of Clans, a game you guys never play, but um, he's definitely, like, there's usually a guy for every game. There's the ninja of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the Ferg or the Bobby plays for COD Mobile. Uh, the Panda for PUBG. You know, I wasn't trying to snub you there. Gotta give you the credit. <laughs> uh, and I think he has become the Clash of Clans guy. And out of all those on the list, he's the only one that, like, Stands out, but yeah. let me go see Jonathan Gaming. And that's he has part of the five re- million. Yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan is really, really big. Um, obviously, Whoa. PUBG big numbers across the board. But I mean, he's only posted. Okay, like was was there the goal for creators to pick the least active creators on the list? <laughs> Listen, no, this isn't. I'm not like, but he. I go to his channel. He posted three weeks ago. It's a supercar video. He posted a month ago, and it's. We, the last three posts, one was his car and two were sponsored Samsung posts. And then, let's see. Yeah, I guess he's only posted 12 times in the past year. <laughs> <laughs> and well, actually, Lavino, they've um, been still posting a lot of content, which is, you know, good. Obviously, Ferg is, he's like, he posts a good amount. Mm-hmm. I don't think he posts as much as he used to. And then Panda, um, same thing, doesn't really post a lot. Yeah, but, I think that I think a lot of these were were almost like legacy nominees. So next year, I'd yeah. definitely like to see okay. a little more research go into it because, like, you look at Winsanity, um, especially as far as like streams and long form content, he uploads more than anybody on this, uh, except for except for maybe Judo. Like he, there is absolutely no question. He's also also the only guy on the list that is like a real multi game content creator um yeah and he he like covers everything that he can and he plays the the games that he enjoys so he's had like 
100k plus view videos for like he had a 100k clash of clans clash video, video yeah that was sponsored he he yeah. has had 100k plus for warzone mobile he's had i i don't think any of his farlight stuff has hit 100k yet but i'm assuming that it probably will he new state PUBG mobile like he covers everything and it's just mind-boggling to me that he's not in there because i think he's the most versatile of all the content creators and the uh one of the most consistent mobile content creators out there as well He's he's basically just him, bro. Yeah. Can I say? Yeah. What about uh? Is there anything else? Oh, mobile device of the year. I think this is hilarious, personally. <laughs> Why? Because well, it it's like uh the OnePlus Eleven, which I've you know a partner with them right now, and the phone's good. It's you know it's really good, but like comparing anything on that list, the iPhone 14 Pro Max, like there's just any iPhone, like iPhone 14 Pro Max is not used by like any pro players. Yeah, but that's because they all the pro players are they have to change devices anyways to no pro there what literally every pro player uses either a Red Magic or a Rog. Nobody uses iPhones. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just talking content mode where I can't make or like making content on Androids is more of a struggle. I think I think the iPad Pro should have been on there instead of the iPhone 14. Yeah. Pro Max. Okay. Agreed. But if hey, you, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe, and, maybe and they're trying to pull out the. On there. I don't think the I don't think the Samsung Galaxy S twenty three should have been on there at all. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe. I don't know anybody that's not sponsored by Samsung that makes content on Samsung devices. Yeah, maybe they're trying to pull one of those uh, iPads aren't mobile devices. Yeah, maybe. themes. But I I agree. This definitely feels like a very legacy. A list of certain games and categories where I mean this year if Warzone Mobile drops, which we'll talk about in a, in a second, like if that comes out, that should see a rise the, uh, to a good chunk of creators. Maybe even Farlight, depending on the success of the game, can see some new creators hit new heights. Um, and so I would really like to see next year some of the more in touch creators be represented and more um, maybe in like. It just, yeah. Some of the picks are like, that's, that's spot on. But some of the yep. things are like, hey, yo. Mm -hmm. So, come on, Bobby. You got to do better, bro. Hey, I, listen, I did my part, okay? I did everything. <laughs> <I did. laughs> uh, yeah, overall, I think it's a good start, but definitely a lot yeah. of improvement on the nominees. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, moving on. Lots more. I, we, we still have a buttload more to cover, and we are dude, already 32 minutes in. <laughs> Yo, we're, dude, is this going to be our first hour long? It might be. Poggers. Um, so, obviously, one of the big talking points over uh, the past year has been the fact that Microsoft is trying to acquire Activision. Um, micro, everybody knows who trying. Microsoft is. Uh, yeah, Wait, can, what? what who is? Oh, sorry, I'm trying. What do you mean trying? No, I was. you said everyone knows, and I said, wait, who are they? I tried oh. to who Megala. Yeah, I was, I was bad. <laughs> Continue on, but, sorry. But, but anyways, initially there was uh, we already knew there was like a countersuit from the uh, SEC or whatever commissioning board is in charge in North America of mergers and acquisitions and monopolies or whatever it is. Um, so we know that it was already countersued there, and then Europe just like completely blocked it altogether. Now I don't know if maybe they have a different format of phrasing everything because it seems like even despite the fact that Europe blocked it people are still optimistic that the acquisition is going to go through. <laughs> um, but it's definitely an interesting uh, transpiring of events just because this is something that was very much talked about, especially in the capacity that the reason the the phasing out of Cloud Mobile was even in discussion is because that was Microsoft's plan upon acquiring Activision so that they could fully focus on Warzone Mobile. So I saw like... Well, I tweeted out that the it seemed like there was a decent chance that the merger wasn't even going to go through. There's a lot of people that are like, yeah, screw Microsoft. They're the worst. I think a lot of people Jeez. like don't understand. Like, Eventually, COD Mobile is going to get phased out anyway. This is something we talked about before. Like, Every yeah. COD gets phased out at some point. At some point, there has to be a new iteration. I'm not saying Warzone Mobile is that iteration, but I want a, a new Call of Duty game that doesn't have like 100 different weapons that I have to choose from and... Like I, I want, I want new movement. I want new gunplay. I want a, I want a yeah. new engine. So I, yeah. I think that's something that would be nice to see in the future. I think overall, Microsoft acquiring Activision would be a W for the mobile scene because their one of their main goals in acquiring Activision is to build out their mobile portfolio, which is non-existent with the exception of like Minecraft Pocket Edition, which is fairly <laughs> lackluster it, compared to the. It game sucks, itself. dude. 
So, anyways, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the uh, there's still a chance of the acquisition, but it's it's looking a little more up in the air right now. I'm not going to be devastated if it goes through or if it doesn't go through, but I think overall, grand scheme of things, I think it is for the better of the mobile community if Microsoft does end up acquiring. Yeah, I mean, I think right now, I mean, if we just go look at the Mobies, like all those developers, it's kind of centralized. Like something that uh, is, is very popular saying is like competition breeds innovation. If you have one or if, you know, two or three developers in the mobile scene and they're all very comfortable in their place, you know, Supercell has their games and Timmy Studios has their monopoly of all the different, you know, wait, is Timmy? Well, How Tencent. So like Timmy, wait, Tim Timmy and Lightspeed both fall under Tencent. Oh, that's okay. I guess that's what I meant. So yeah, Tencent who just owns like 80 different development studios. And so it would be really awesome to get a big corporation like microsoft to get their hands in the door mm -hmm. their hand their feet their feet in the door in the get door. themselves in the, inside the door uh in the door i don't know in the doorway what i'm losing my mind dude i'm like mm -hmm. a meltdown anyways um yeah i think competition would be really great for developers because it definitely seems like right now if a company wants to make a game they just go to tencent they're like please let us make this game yeah like please help me develop it where Microsoft could bring, especially this could be a really good addition to the NA and EU player base of mobile games, because a lot of people know it's heavily uh, pop, you know, populated by South American players, uh, Southeast Asian players, Asia players, like that makes up the bulk of the mobile player base, where North America and Europe are so pretty underrepresented, uh, underrepresented by... <laughs> Dude, I'm tr I don't know why this one thing is throwing me off. They're underrepresented by the population that plays games like united states has so many gamers like dudes in their 40s are gaming still on xbox like that would be a huge way for microsoft to hopefully transition some of those gamers to the mobile side of things where they can make a lot more money because mobile games just typically on average make a buttload of money compared to pc and console games yeah so i think it'll be interesting it definitely reminds you a lot of the fortnite mobile situation where you have these games companies and they've entered legal jurisdiction and it's just going to be drawn out and it's going to be legal jargon and words and papers and contracts and at the end of the day a lot of stuff is going to be said but it doesn't matter until the very final court date the very final session where they decide okay it'll happen like they can everyone can doubt it'll happen for the longest time and all you need is a judge or like a, a group of legislators like eh, all right it's not too bad we'll, we'll like we'll let it go yeah let it go through so that's one thing that I've learned is no matter once something enters a legal space, doesn't matter how much how great it looks or how bad it looks, you just need someone's perspective or a group of people that are very biased one way, and things could flip like that, which is pretty much what happened before in mobile. So um it'll be interesting. But like you said, everything phases out eventually. COD Mobile is gonna have to get a new engine, gonna have to get a new, you know, game, COD Mobile 2.0 soon. Sometime soon. Yeah. Um, and if this is what ends up being the reason, then I'm I'm fine with that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think in the in the grand scheme of things, another big reason for it is just, just that it's better for the mobile community if the if all of mobile is not like insanely dependent on Tencent because especially as far as shooters yeah. go, ten Tencent runs shooters. Like they they ran Apex, they ran COD Mobile, they ran, they run PUBG Mobile, like. They own it with the, it with the exception of Free Fire, which doesn't really get played <laughs> by people. If you have a if America. you have a device that can run better games than Free Fire, you don't play Free Fire. That's I guess that's yeah. the way that I would put it. Um, <laughs> so we, because of that, I think it's good uh, to have like 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 you said, diversity of studios, and I think a lot of things that people hate about mobile games are largely things that are there because of Tencent Studios. Like Lucky Draws are very much a Tencent thing. That's a big yeah. reason why we didn't see as much popularity with uh, with Apex is because of the monetization. And then also like Lightspeed's not a great developer in general. PUBG has been insanely buggy for the longest time. Talk that talk, Bobby. Talk and, that talk. And PUBG, PUBG, it was just the first <laughs> of its kind, so it's always going to be relevant. Like it may, it may very well be that PUBG never dies. I think that's a legitimate yeah. possibility. Just kind of like Call of Duty, the, right? Yeah, just because the cultural impact that it's had in the regions where it's popular. So PUBG is always going to be there, but for something that's trying to make its way and there's higher standards for it, like Apex, 
that's a big reason why it got shut down. So I think having mobile development studios in North America um, definitely can help change a lot of those things. I think it's going to take some patience. Obviously, we've seen Warzone Mobile slower to that move than we expected. <laughs> that's largely because like it's a bunch of studios that have never made a mobile shooter together before. Um, yeah, but I think another great example of that is the Rainbow Six mobile development, which started out really hot. They're, they're on social media. We got betas. Everybody come play the game. <laughs> and they went uh, radio silent. They, they've been radio silent since January. Uh, for the most part, they had, like tiny tweets here and there. But they have finally announced that the Rainbow Six mobile beta is returning in May, June? Uh, June 6th, I believe. Yeah. That sounds right. Um, we kick things off with closed beta June 6th. And then I just, they posted something about a week ago. Because uh, this is the closed beta 2.0, bro. We're not even in the open beta in the saw. Like, they have the, they posted a roadmap, roadmap basically. And. Um, it in the wasn't open even beta. A, it's not like it's funny to me that they're calling it a roadmap because they have dates for the first thing on there and then they don't have then, dates yeah. for any of the rest of it. I'm like, this isn't a roadmap. This is just you telling us what's gonna be in the game. Bro, this is a this is a map with no roads. Yes, That's exactly. What that is. It's just like, like uh it's just like always live, dates. No uh, there's not there's not no map. Map is not yeah, map is not included. Yeah. Like I mean, I guess it's nice to know. It really they should have just said like what not like just what features are coming when yeah what like, to remove expect. the dates yeah yeah exactly not a roadmap yeah and but then at the bottom it says information and timing may be subject to change <laughs> <laughs> so that's not even like i know that like yeah. they're not gonna hold themselves to the t on a infographic posted but yeah I mean, roadmap was just not the right word to use there at all yeah but i mean again four hours ago they're replying they're replying you know links they're replying information like they're still to give them credit like they're still there it just is a very interesting bit of development. And I still go back to the fact of like, I just want to see, I really hope Rainbow Six has made some pretty big improvements in terms of like the gameplay. Because we both agreed that in like an eight minute match, it feels like you're playing for like two or three of those minutes. And it just doesn't feel like a very mobile focused game at the moment. Yeah. And so I want to see if there's been some adaptations, some changes made to... To, to take the Rainbow Six gameplay and mold it more to the format of mobile, which they seem to have got a lot of players first time around and a lot of interest. And so I'm excited to see what happens with, with this closed beta. I'll probably play it a bit, but I know I already spoke to Imo and he was like, dude, like I'm just going to be posting that game. Or like, I was like, what are you going to be playing? You know, Apex Shutdown. He's like, I'm just going to be posting Rainbow Six. I was like, we're doing this again, man. Like the game's in, <laughs> we're doing this again. We're in closed alpha limited partial release beta 2.0 and we've got five six months ago and people i don't know if that's a uh product of just not a lot of games to post or it's just a product of like people like myself i've kind of shifted my like i can really only post like battle royale content that does well yeah and so maybe he only he can do like close quarter combat stuff and like people already kind of like uh grouping them like themselves into different content buckets um what is Hold up. That was uh so what I sent was a a trends graph. Oh. So it's like comparing Farlight, Arena Breakout, Warzone Mobile is for the last 90 days. So like okay, obviously but... the the top the top popularity is Warzone Mobile, so like hundred is the point of reference. I think uh I, I don't think at, like from that point of reference, I don't think Rainbow Six Mobile gets above like a three. <laughs> yeah, it just well but okay, but to be fair, they haven't done anything in the last in this year yeah. so maybe maybe crank it back to six months and to see where on that map it blips up to i mean I, i'll, I'll um, go 12 months overall um yeah oh but then warzone's just gonna demolish everything yeah. it might like skew the graphics exactly a bit. yeah it doesn't go above a one if you go back to yeah if you go back to six i mean months. arena breakout i will say they are doing a phenomenal job of building up a loyal player base yeah we haven't really talked about it a whole lot they've kind of been behind the scenes for me the gameplay is just very slow. I I would rather jetpack joyride my way into a trick shot to get a win on Farlight 84 than have to worry about, oh my god, I fell off a building now my leg's broken. And I got <laughs> I gotta I gotta apply a med kit to heal the, the bone sticking out of my body so I can walk to get extracted. Mm -hmm. Like it's a phenomenally made game. It's just not my type of game. Yeah. Um but still, that game is still in closed beta. They added like 120 FPS in a recent update, which is oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw um, Ice 
talking about it, saying like, or like one of his streams or videos saying they added like at least 90 FPS, like 120. Um, so I think when that game goes global, it could definitely make uh, some disruptions. But then again, it's such a niche style of game where mobile games are just super cartoonish, super arcadey. They're not realistic at all for, for the most part. So I hope it does well. I'm interested to see how this roadmap progresses, but um, that's been like a sleeper yeah. in the last few months. I think, I think far, or not far I think Arena Breakout has the potential to be similar to what Tarkov is on the PC and console version. Like it's never been a game that is loved by millions that there may be like a million people that love it but it's never been like a mainstream game people aren't like posting tarkov clips that are blowing up but they have a very small dedicated community that will like heavily support the content creators that they enjoy watching so that's like yeah. that's like dr lupo's entire community it is uh sorry tarkov and so he doesn't get like big numbers on videos but he gets really solid numbers on streams because the people that want to watch Tarkov, like, they all watch him. So I would imagine his overall view numbers aren't probably super high, but his watch duration is probably through the roof. And at the end of the day, like, if you've got a thousand people that are dedicated to supporting you, that's all you really need. Um, I think that's probably what the Arena Breakout community is going to look like. Uh, obviously, Ice has been doing a really great job with that uh, and has seen some growth. I think the ceiling for the game is probably very, very low because, like you said, it's just not it's not mobile oriented in in any way. Like you need you need headphones. Most mobile gamers <laughs> don't play play with headphones. Yeah. Um, you, you you need a you, lot of time. Most mobile gamers yep. don't have have a ton of time. You need a lot of ex experience in shooters. Most mobile gamers don't have a lot of experience in shooters. Like mechanically, there's a lot that goes against it, especially as far as what the majority of mobile gamers are looking for. But I think there is definitely potential for for a small dedicated community there. Yeah, I mean, and same thing. Like you need an unobstructed 15, 20 minutes of time yep. where like. But most mobile games, hey, if I'm playing a ranked game in COD, it's one, it's five minutes, yeah. two, I can leave for two minutes, come back and maybe clutch up the game. Mm -hmm. And like, if you, yeah, it's just, I'm interested to see how it goes. It definitely has some obstacles just by the characteristics of how mobile gamers typically play games. Um, but once again, time will tell. Like we, all we can do is speculate and we might be wrong. It might come out and, okay, it's not gonna, no, it's not gonna be Warzone, but it, it could it come out. Be, it just can't be Warzone. It can't, like, it can't. <laughs> not, not that Warzone is even like the, like the standard or whatever, but it it just doesn't even have the brand notoriety. Like that's one of the big yeah. things going for Warzone is like people know that name, so they're gonna try it. Like Arena Breakout, it's, it's not even like a direct, Tarkov descendant or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so once again, <laughs> a lot of obstacles, but the developers seem to be doing a really good job, and the content creators that are there for the game seem to really be enjoying it. And so if you can you can build that small community, I don't know if it's going to be enough to sustain a ten cent development team, but I could be wrong. Yeah, we will see. Something else we will see, or hopefully find out soon, is when Wars of Mobile is coming out. Because yeah, dang <laughs> man, they be dragging this one along. To the end of the end of the road. Um, now, nothing officially has come out about the delayment. The delayment is that a word? Delay. The delay of <laughs> Warzone Mobile. Sorry, I'm just I'm trying to make myself sound way smarter than I am here. Um, the delay of Warzone Mobile. But if you guys check your app stores, let me just triple because I every time I say this, I keep checking it, and I'm still right. If you go to the app store on iOS, this has never been a thing on Google Play. But in any region, if you look up Warzone Mobile, you're able to pre-register for the game. And when you pre-register for the game, it says coming soon, expected May 15th, 2023. Yep. Now, this date was published six months ago by Warzone Mobile. In the last few months, we have been getting the feeling that, hey, this date probably isn't going to be respected. And this is probably not when it's launching. And Warzone Mobile themselves, even a few weeks ago, released a dev diary with, like, the co-head of the studio. And he said in a really, like, weird cryptic way, like, uh, don't trust any release dates that are out there. Like, they're not real. You know, you guys will know from us when the game is launching. But then again, when you go to the official app pre-registration on iOS, a very respected app store, and it's been saying the same date for six months, you're going to lead a lot of gamers to believe yeah. it's coming out in two weeks. Now, the reason it's not coming out in two weeks is because, one... 
Uh, I'm going to be honest, I would probably know about it because I'm the big man on campus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because they would be letting people know. Yeah, they'd two be weeks marketing out, it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you would be marketing a game. You would be posting on your socials. Hey, guys, two weeks from now, go play. Usually Call of Duty gives like a one-month advance release date for things, at least from my experience, like for the console titles. Yep. We're, we're 12 days out from recording this. No information. And they even said the game doesn't have a graphic setting. Okay, that yep. should be more than enough clear that the game is not ready to be launched but i'm streaming and i'm having people come into my chat saying dude well oh i'm not gonna play this game i'm gonna wait for warzone that comes out in two weeks and i'm and i have to explain to them <laughs> why it's not coming out but they can still just say oh no dude it says it on the app store so i think yeah. warzone mobile is setting themselves up for some big feedback some a big failure where they could have they could still change it today they could just push it back two months and then retroactively fix it when they know the game is coming out but because they have this date and probably half of the registrations are on iOS, half of the gamers who want to play the game think they can play it in two weeks and they're going to be up for a rude awakening on May 15th when the game doesn't come out. May 16th, the yeah. game doesn't come out. An update might launch. And so they've done so many things right. But I feel like this is such a big L that they're going to be letting down a ton of people and they're not doing anything about it. They're not communicating. They're not posting anything. They're just being like, hey, well, you guys are stupid for thinking that. Like, that's what it feels like. They're like, that's not our problem. That's your problem. Yeah, I think that there's nothing wrong because our assumption is that's a placeholder date and there's nothing wrong with having a placeholder date. You just have to tell people that it's a placeholder date because otherwise everybody's assu like assumption is that it's the real thing. And like you said, for it to be two weeks out and we've had this placeholder date since... Six months. November. Six or, or like December. November does... Well, yeah. Yeah, it's been like five months at least. Yeah, you, you can't have a placeholder for six months and not like speak on it in any capacity. So maybe they're just not aware that it says that on there. And there's got to be somebody on the team that knows because somebody had to have typed it at some point. Like, I don't imagine that May 15th was just a randomly generated date that <laughs> Apple pulled out of the sky and threw into the App Store. But not, nah, but they hit up Chat GPT said, <laughs> when is Warzone Mobile releasing? And it spit that out. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I want the best for Warzone Mobile. Like, I really want Warzone Mobile to do well, but I, I agree. It feels like they're kind of setting themselves up for failure. J just in regards to, like, community sentiment. Like, it's not necessarily something that's going to kill the game, but you not want to have the trust of the community. And I think leaving that there for this long, not addressing it, especially if they don't address it by May 15th, is going yeah. to be a huge blow to their trust because everybody's just going to be like, you... You already know that there are going to be content creators that are like streaming until Warzone Mobile releases, like, uh, and they start on May 14th, yeah. and they're just going to sit there refreshing the app store for like two days straight, and then they're going to end their stream like, oh, I can't believe that they lied to us, and yeah. so that's just. Or I, then, yeah, you've got people like me who I've I'm just kind of a news guy now. I kind of just you know take big things about games and I let people know. There's no way for me to relay this information in a positive manner. I can't make a video saying the release date's been pushed back or been canceled yep. and make it seem like it's a good thing. Like, this is just, when this news come out, it, it, and if this would have happened two months ago, mm -hmm. like, oh, the release date got pushed back, that's two months. But in 12 days, people are expecting to play a game. And because we know how the industry works and we know we expect marketing, we expect these big pushes and announcements, gamer, they don't know. They just want to play a game and it says a date. They're going to expect to play the game on this date. So it's exactly like you said. The The trust with the community is massive because of if later on down the road issues start popping up and the only thing we have to go back on is when they lied about the release date or they just weren't too thoughtful of the players when it came to the release date, it's just setting themselves up for not building a fantastic foundation for that level of trust between the players where if they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Some game studios have that level of trust where they say, we messed up, we're going to do this, and the player's like, you guys are good, we believe you, it'll get fixed. Where Apex did not have that trust at all. It's a fantastic example of a game where trust was not there between the player base and the developers because anytime the developers said they were going to fix something, it never got fixed or it took ages to get fixed. So it's kind of a slippery slope of starting off this early on in the stage of not doing something as simple as just emailing apple say hey can you guys push the release date back like two months and then being like yep no problem done it's kind of confusing yeah uh, i would agree with that obviously uh 
obviously apex has set the bar pretty low for <laughs> every other mobile game right now for those of you who didn't know apex officially uh, shut down i think in na two days ago and then in the rest of the world uh yesterday but apex mobile is officially no longer in existence um it, it's so interesting because i feel like apex mobile is almost the reason that we started this podcast like we felt like that yeah. was the first big stepping stone that we were going to use and and that was going to be like the launch into the the golden age of mobile gaming and so oh, yeah. we had like our first podcast with ferg he had been grinding apex mobile he was so excited oh to, my god to i remember yeah on that game full time we're like yeah we're gonna full send it on apex this game's gonna blow up and then it very much did not. I think I think a lot of people don't realize that is part of the reason why, like, you and I definitely have a very bitter taste in our mouths around Apex. Like, people assume that we, like, wanted Apex to fail from the start, when in reality, that was, like, what birthed this podcast. Yeah. Well, it's what... that That's a good reason why this podcast started. And it also... It just... I don't know. It, it really felt like we had gone through this stagnant period of once Fortnite had got banned, there was like a two year period where basically nothing happened in mobile yep. games existed, but nothing new came to light. And so we had this game coming out. Rainbow six was announced. Wars of mobile was getting announced. And we thought 2022 was going to be the year. So we're like, let's make this podcast. Let's, so we're going to have a lot of things to talk about. And the game came out. And because that was only one of the only games out that, really had a lot of activity around this player base around the content or the development of the game we just could really only talk about apex and most of the things about apex were negative that's not something we wanted to yeah, say but once again like, you guys never say anything good about apex like well it's, what do we say guys, they don't ever do anything good and i think like i think yeah. looking back we were justified in all in all of our criticism very because like it shut down in less than a year and then there's like there's the you killed Apex Mobile Crowd. Like, if you Bruh. think that a podcast that gets you like think... 500 to 1,000 viewers on each podcast is capable Shout out of everyone watching right now. a $40 million developed game, then, then your like perception of how the world works is just very, very warped. Yeah. I mean, the one video missed. Well, no. I mean, and, and but it was. I was gonna say the one video Mr. Beast made, like the amount of unique viewers who saw that probably outweighs all the unique viewers who ever saw any of my videos. Mm -hmm. It's that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. But it a few creators who have a few negative like it doesn't negate the fact that I played the game every day for six months. Yeah. Like I might have had some negative things to say, but those things it wasn't me, it wasn't us being like, uh, this game sucks, I'm not gonna play it. Yeah, it was there was none it of was, it that wasn't constructive True. in some capacity or another yeah and it was that's what it is it was all constructive because i play the game every day i want the games that i play to one be successful so that way the community can grow we could all feel like we're you know spending our time wisely and then my videos do better it's a no-brainer i want the games i'm playing on to be popular so i can make more videos and then that way the game grows even more but it's hard same thing about warzone like what i just said it's hard to play a game or talk about aspects of a game when so many of the things, if there's a negative aspect, it's hard to portray that in a positive light, especially when the game had negative aspect over negative aspect over just like miss opportunity. It just felt like all I could do was speak negatively of the game because the things that were positive were just outweighed 10 to one. So I feel like the game only even had one good update. Like the season two update, I think is the one that like fixed B hopping and but looking like, back, like the only reason people and myself included probably had as much fun as we did during season one was be hopping. Yeah. Like it was a mix of that plus the lobbies were stacked. And then once they fixed the movement, the, there were so many bots in the game that because you couldn't move around this, uh, this, mm. the map at, at the speed of light, yeah. your lobbies and your gameplay, it was just so much slower. It was so much slower paced. It was more, it was less entertaining. It was more boring. And so that inadvertently had a huge downside is because you were able to, you know, artificially speed up the pace of your game because of this mechanic. And once they removed that, well, then your games were just the pace that it stayed at for the rest of the game, which was slow yeah. and boring. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't regret anything about the way that we <laughs> talked about Apex. Not I think a lot all. of people, like, look at it and are like, 
you did you just wanted to kill apex so that cod mobile could thrive i'm like no that's just not really the case at all like i was very excited for apex i was posting content on my second channel for apex um but i think I, I think a lot of it is like i especially as somebody who is a cod mobile ambassador i have like direct lines of communication with people who talk to the developers so when i have feedback for cod mobile i just talk to those people i don't have to like posted on twitter or anything as opposed to apex mobile there were like there were like little spurts where they're like hey we want your feedback but it was just like we'll talk to a couple content creators but there's no like constant yeah. line of communication and i think like at the end of the day communication was probably the downfall of apex mobile um there were a lot of things that were wrong with the game but i think if they had built the community's trust i think it could have gotten past that uh, but if you don't have com communication and that many things are going wrong, then there's just not that much of a hope. Yeah, I will say I I would get a message about once every season saying like, hey, or some seasons, like I think it was one, maybe two seasons. I got the patch notes a few days early so I could make like prepare a video on it, which was really cool. But it, then again, it felt like I the main criticisms that we had just never really were really addressed like queue times there were glitches that they said and i think in four consecutive patch notes they fixed the invisible cost of gas never got fixed <laughs> um and so i will say i had a bit of a different experience i maybe had a bit of a better relationship with the developers but it still felt like i was very much out of the loop mm -hmm. and it wasn't until they were never like hey we've experienced a lot of issues with blank we've been thinking about doing this what are your creators thoughts and opinions on this it was always hey we're just doing this yeah. and i'm like we i could have told i could have saved you so much time and energy by saying that's a bad idea mm -hmm. because it ended up not working out yeah so i definitely think communication and which is why i kind of like farley 84 but it's 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 kind of the same thing it's a weird line of communication like commuting through creators to then mm -hmm. get to the developers um but they are at least trying which yeah. is more than what i could say did in the scene of apex um and so We'll see, but a game that, God, I've not been doing any communication is Valorant Mobile, brother. Yep. What is happening? Um, What's going on? Valorant Mobile, at, Valorant Mobile at this point, I feel like is more of a myth than anything else. Yeah. Like, we know that there are people that have played it in China, but that's about all that we know about it at this point. I think that, I think there's trust there just because Riot is the developer, uh, but like you said, like there's been so many announcements about what's going to happen with Valorant Mobile, but none of them have actually been from Riot. Um, and so I think that's part yeah. of the reason why people people are treating it more like a myth than anything else. <laughs> it's like um, a unicorn. Like some people say they've seen it, but can you really believe them? I yeah. don't know. Uh, so anyway, the, the reporters on duty account, I think that was actually the former apex on apex leaders Ooh. on duty and it got like transformed into just like generic information they were the ones that yeah uh, it definitely was that they were the ones that tweeted out valorant mobile as riot's fourth mobile game will be tested tentatively late in 2023 i thought they were already testing i thought that's what they were doing in china but apparently not and it's Bro, planned to be long what there's gameplay from a year ago yeah like that's what i'm confused about is we already have gameplay that looks solid yeah and that's it but it's planned to be globally launched in 2024. They don't give any time period for when in 2024 that's going to be. And then it says the game will be divided into two versions, international and China version. That's pretty much the case for every single mobile game ever. Uh, international <laughs> version of the game will be titled Valorant Mobile. Chinese title will have a different name. Pretty much to be expected there as well. So at the very least, that's like a semi-reliable source giving us an indication of when to start expecting things. I'm assuming that probably means either open or closed betas that are going to be happening in the end of 2023 but once again this is another title that has been talked about for a long time and it feels like this just ends up being every mobile game for the last three years talked about for a long yep. time but a long long time to actually get to the point where anything happens about it yeah and i think it leaves and i i've said this multiple times it just does more harm than good of the way that the current the current schedule and the ecosystem is of releasing mobile games is you announce them light years ahead of when they actually end up coming out and then so you have the hype that builds up and then dies off and then close beta test that builds up and then it's only it's, it's in a few regions so it dies down uh for a few minutes oh it builds up for a soft launch uh oh the game's buggy and it has to be fixed for another six months oh it builds up for global launch 
the you can't only go up and down so many times to regain people's interest before the game, you know, a game just dies out of steam. But I will say Valve Mobile is completely different because that game's going to pop off no matter what, no matter when it comes out. It's just going to be successful because Riot Games and also the current popularity of Valorant is absurd. So I have no fear of that game. But in an example like Warzone, I don't know, dude. It's definitely starting to feel more of like a June, like a July, August, September release date. But we don't know. And so my interest in the game can only, I can only be captivated by the potential release of this game for so long before yeah. i just go and play a different game which i've already done i'm already playing farlight yeah um, i think it's i think it's reaching like the same area that rainbow six mobile reached where they like they hyped it up and obviously there there were bigger events for warzone mobile like you had cod next and then you had the london event as well so there there was bigger hype but especially given how long it's been since that happened everybody just feels like they're in limbo and i think like you said like people just lose patience they're gonna go spend their times on other things like there's always so much time that you can spend waiting especially when you're not giving a, a de definitive date on anything which is another reason that they need to clarify that may 15th is probably not going to be the global launch because yep. they're, they're just like continually setting themselves up for failure but yeah once again at, at the very least it's not like valorant has been like trying to tease things like they're keeping things very under wraps and i think this approach is probably like a better long-term approach because you save yourself money and also like you give yourself more time to set proper expectations like you said i don't think there's much of a chance that valorant mobile fails especially if it's not developed by like a, a foreign studio if it's developed at riot uh i think they're gonna do a good job with it it's just once again one of those big question marks in the mobile scene yeah lots of news I feel like only a little bit was good today. Or it was just Farlight and far the light? Mobies and everything. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, but I, I don't know. I feel like oh, the, the reason we want to make this podcast is because it felt like we were just going to be praising mobile games. But the last year has, has given us some softballs as far as home runs go for negative news and information. We're like, Wait, it's, not what we, it's not what I would do. I don't want to get on here and talk about, you know, 40 minutes of this has been put back. This is delayed. This, this launch went bad. This game closed down. But we don't, I don't got anything else to talk about. I also, like, I don't want to just talk about Farlight for an hour because then people say, dude, you're sponsored. No, dude, I'm just, I, ha I found a game that's decent. The bar is so low, and I like playing it. Yeah. So, guys, you got to realize uh, nobody has been sponsored by Farlight. Like, they, they have no not. No one. They, they, they are not spending any money. So, if somebody enjoys playing Farlight, it's because they actually like Farlight. Just, yeah. Just know that. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It'd be cool to have some, like, Farlight tournaments, like, career tournaments. Like, maybe maybe I could give them 200 bucks and they turn that into a tournament. Like, I get a $200 tournament out of it. Like, I'd be willing to throw up some money to have some in-game tournaments for it, uh, which which would be cool. And there's some cool possibilities with that. But, I don't know. It's already been an hour. Uh, there's been a lot of news. I don't know. I feel like mobile news just comes so sporadically. Yep. Like, oftentimes. Rains, of oh, yeah. We'll go, like, a th two weeks of being dry and then a week or just, like, bro. Oh, my God we're all die like mobile games dead uh then the next week dude the games are coming out they're awesome so uh thank you guys for watching the podcast uh if you made it to the end you're a real one you're a homie uh thank you guys for sticking around uh you can check out our other socials down below in the description myself or bobby or the two thumbs up socials on twitter we do be having some spicy tweets over there if you guys want to go check them out uh any parting words for the fans no go uh Go like and ratio that one Warzone mobile account that quote tweeted yes! us with uh, bogus. They, they they just posted a graph. They Cherry didn't even picks. post any statistics. They like how can we how can we sort this trend to make it most look like nobody cares about Farlight? Yeah. And then they posted. I'm like, okay. Bro yep. just went into Photoshop and did yep. the hue saturation slider, <laughs> changed the color. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and uh, we'll catch you guys very soon. In the next two thumbs up episode. Deuces, bye.